You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Kiana Jones, artist and founder of Happening Hands, a community that helps makers and creative business owners build thriving, profitable businesses. Every week on our podcast, we discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to build that profitable handmade or creative business that you've always dreamed of. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited about today's guest, Carol Pomalis. Carol is a contemporary painter and coach for emerging abstract artists who are looking to transform their artistry and bring their art practice and business to the next level. Carol and I connected back in September and hit it off, and Today, we are going to be focusing on Carol's journey and some top tips for marketing around the holidays and how to avoid burnout and get your creative spark back. So without further ado, here's Carol. All right. Welcome to the show, Carol. It's so good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So can you start by telling me a little bit about yourself and your journey to becoming an artist and an art coach? Sure, I'd be happy to. I've been um, a creative type of person for as long as I can remember. I've always enjoyed the arts and started taking painting lessons when I was, oh, about 12 years old. Um, and I continued painting throughout uh, my teenage years and through my adulthood. But of course, life got busy and took me in different directions. And I had um, a wonderful, busy career as an adult. But about 10 years ago, I made the decision that I really wanted to do what my passion was, and that was to be painting. So I gave up my career. I was in a at a point in my career where I was in a good financial state that I was able to put things aside and just do things for myself. Started painting feverishly and was in mentorships with um, my favorite artists. And then I started coaching myself and teaching other emerging artists about four years ago. That's so amazing. I love that you decided to pursue your passion and you didn't let anything hold you back. That's so great. Um, I want to reach that point in my own life with my art as well. That's totally the goal. So I, I can definitely like, I just, I look up to you for that. Um, yeah. So what inspired you to start teaching abstract art and what do you wish more people knew about abstract art specifically, because you kind of made a switch there, right? From um, the more traditional to... I did. My work was primarily traditional um, when I started painting many years ago. And then even as an adult, the 10 years ago, when I uh, restarted painting, um, it was more traditional in style, but I was always inspired by really loose brushwork and more expressive type of painting. So I started leaning more towards expressionism and abstract. And it just opened up a whole new world for me when I started uh, being more, uh, or voicing more expression in my painting. So that's how I started in a more abstract style. 
Okay. So, so you, did you feel at all when you were doing the more traditional work that you, was it more, was it freeing to kind of get away from that? Yeah, it absolutely was. Um, I felt as much as I was expressing myself in my traditional work, I felt mm -hmm. more confined. I felt that there were more rules and regulations that I had to follow. And once I started being more expressive and painting more in an abstract style, it was totally freeing. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember you, cause I'm on your email list. I love the email you sent about you know, going to Italy with your husband. Can you tell me a little bit about that trip and like kind of what it did for your artistry? Yeah, that was, um, that was a point of transition. Um, we took a wonderful trip to Italy, had been to Italy before, but this was, this was just a very relaxing time that we took, um, in mostly the Tuscany region. And mm -hmm. there was one specific day that we were uh, on a hillside and we were going out truffle hunting in Italy and we were just having so much fun. And after we collected our truffles, then our guide cooked us a breakfast on a hillside where there were, um, sheep and uh, dogs herding sheep. And it was just such a, it was just a magical, if you can picture this, just a magical moment. And we just had such a relaxing time. We, we drank a few glasses of champagne with our breakfast. And I really got to relax and start thinking about what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And mm. I really thought about, I have to do my passion. I have to do my passion and I have to help other people with their passion as well. So that's really where it all manifested. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I hope for everyone that everyone who has this passion, um, whatever their passion is, has a moment like that, because that sounds magical. <laughs> it was, it, it absolutely yeah. was. Yeah. So one of the things that you do in your mentorship with artists is talking a little bit about how they can kind of market their work. And I was wondering, because it's around the holidays right now, what are some of your top tips for marketing art around the holidays? And what advice do you have for artists around how to kind of set their holiday sales goals? Um, I think the most important thing is that people need to be realistic in their goals. Um, you may have some really super big ideas. However, you need to consider all of the aspects of your idea and what you are honestly capable about doing within that given time frame. Um, I like to make an assessment. I go through a, a set of questions that I ask myself, like, what is the one thing I might have the most difficulty with in order to get my project out there within a given time frame? And I like to work a calendar backwards. So I've got a final date and then I work my schedule backwards. But whether it be um, a marketing strategy that you're 
that you're struggling with, or maybe you don't like doing the social media advertising yourself, or maybe it's just packing up your product and getting it out the door, you have to be realistic as to what you are capable of doing. And don't be afraid to reach out to people and get people to help you. Absolutely. That is so important. I feel like as a business owner, um, that's one of my top tips as well. You know, if there's something that you, you know, that you need to do in your business, but you just don't have that expertise and you also just don't want to do it. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help and have people support you, especially people who want to cheer you on, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So Thank you for that. So what advice would you have for someone who's an artist, but also a perfectionist? And I'm asking this question for myself because I am an abstract artist too, but I'm also a perfectionist. Um, And I'm just kind of wondering, you know, I tend to get stuck in my head a lot. And whenever I make a mistake in my art, I'm like, oh man, I have to start all over. Um, what are some ways that you can, some advice that you can give to artists so that they can kind of get out of their own way? That's a, that's a loaded question. And so many of us are perfectionists. However, in my uh, career as teaching others to uh, create art, perfectionism is not in the vocabulary. It's, mm-hmm. it's just something you want to stay away from. Um, I have a philosophy that mistakes can be the best place to make discoveries. So instead of beating yourself up about making a mistake, turn it into something else. Um, it's, it's what I like to say is that your curiosity when you make a mistake is how can I fix this should be more a curious moment as to how can I take this into a different direction and make it something special. So it's, it's also getting past that feeling of perfectionism or making a mistake and beating yourself up over it, that mistakes actually build confidence in your work and you create your own unique voice a lot easier after making mistakes. So it's just turning that around and not, you know, making yourself such a perfectionist that everything has to be absolutely perfect. Let yourself go. That's my best advice. I love that so much. And honestly, personally, I've needed that advice because I've been doing some experimentation in my own work and experimenting with this one process for like two months and just getting down on myself. And I'm like, okay, I feel really confident in this other stuff. But with this one thing, I'm just going over and over again and messing up or feeling like I'm messing up. But I'm also getting closer to a product that I feel is beautiful and wonderful. Um, And there have been some things that have happened that where I'm like, oh, this actually looks really cool. And that wouldn't have happened unless I made all of these mistakes. So it makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So it's building your confidence to keep on Mm -hmm. trying other things. 
Are you looking for a beautiful and creative gift this holiday season that will light up your home or that of a loved one's? Shop the Made by Her Marketplace, our first ever partner marketplace. Made by Her features art and beautiful handcrafted goods from women artists all over the world. You can get there by going to www.madebyher.com. And if you're a maker looking for another home for your products, don't hesitate to sign up today. All Made by Her members also gain access to a Happening Hands membership that includes all of our courses, workshops, group coaching, and resources. All right, back to the show. I know not everyone listening is an artist, but regardless, what are some ways that you feel anyone could use art and painting as self-care? Painting is all about trying new things. Um, again, it's it's about being curious and expressing yourself by way of color, um, patterns, shapes, textures, um, just gestural marks on a canvas. A blank canvas to me or a piece of paper is a great place to release my emotions. Um, and I highly recommend it to other people. It, it's a way of expressing your moods and feelings. I like to start a painting with loose gestural mark making. It's a great way to transfer your energy into the canvas. And I believe painting or creating something visual is a great tool for releasing emotions whether they be positive or negative, it's a great place to release those emotions. So I think it's an excellent tool for good mental health. Yeah, I love that because a lot of times people say, like they'll see um, a painting that I did and they'll be like, I would never be able to do something like that. Just kind of let go and explore on a piece of paper or on a canvas. And in my head, I'm like, you could though, you know, <laughs> you could do that if you really just sat down and let yourself go. And it does feel like such a release in a way that, you know, having to stick to a very specific pattern doesn't necessarily feel that way. Right. Exactly. Right. And it's getting yourself to a point and you'll feel it once you get mm -hmm. into that creative flow, it's like hours can go by. You're so immersed in that painting that it's yeah. just a wonderful release of your emotions. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that, Carol. Sure. Um, yeah. So um, for the artists in the room, the artists who are in the room who might be feeling some burnout or like they've lost their creative spark, what tips do you have for those artists so they can kind of get their creative spark back? Try new things, number one. Try new things. Maybe okay. it's using different tools that you've never painted with um, a painter's wedge or, I mean, crazy things like household tools. You could use a bowl scraper that you use for baking and apply paint on your canvas that way. Do something out of the box. Do something that's just really different. Uh, mm -hmm. Use colors, you know, choose a totally different color palette that you're not used to working with. And you'll probably fall in love with a whole new set of colors to work with. So there's lots of ways that you can try new things. Mm -hmm. But I also recommend hiring a mentor or a coach. This will help you take your work in a new direction. 
or refine the style of work that you're already creating. Sometimes it's it can just be a matter of working with someone new uh, yeah. who's a bit more experienced and who's been exactly where you are now and mm-hmm. has taken it a little bit further. So working with a coach or a mentor is also a great idea. That's awesome advice. And I feel like a lot of us forget, you know, especially the ones who have been in art school, um, you know, during that time, your your classes and your your work during that time is being directed and you have someone there every day, but then you go out into the world and you're working on your stuff and you don't necessarily have that there anymore. You don't have someone saying, why don't you try this or let's do this exercise together or something like that. And that can be so incredibly helpful, even if you don't end up incorporating that completely into your art practice, it can just give you some new refreshing ideas for how you want to approach your work moving forward. And that's so important. It is. It's really important. You started a membership for artists, which is so cool. It's called The Painterly Way, where they can cultivate and hone in on their artistic practice. Can you tell me a little bit more about that membership? What goes on in the membership? Is it open for artists to join? I'd love to hear more about it. Oh, thanks so much for asking. Yes, um, the Painterly Way was started uh, around the time of COVID, as a matter of fact, uh, when I wasn't able to uh, hold live sessions um, Mm -hmm. and teaching people painting techniques and whatnot. But I decided that to turn a negative into a positive, and I started this membership, The Painterly Way, which is a monthly membership. It, It helps students with honing in on their painting skills, as well as giving them some direction as where they're going on their Mm -hmm. artist journey. And it's currently open. The membership is currently open for uh, enrollment now uh, for a limited time. I normally open the membership once a year. I like to keep the membership close and Mm -hmm with a certain number of people. It's like not this huge membership of hundreds of people or thousands of of members. It's a close uh, knit group where I can actually give everyone personal attention. So Mm -hmm. it's um, two live Zoom sessions during the month. One session is more for demonstrations and questions and answers. And then the second uh, session is, is transformation time for my students. So by the end of the month, they will have an exercise that was given to them at the beginning of the month. We talk about it, questions and answers, demonstrations. And then at the end of the month, everyone gets to show their work and talk about their experience in developing that work. And in addition to that, I also give tips on, uh, like I said, where you're going with your artistry. If you're Mm -hmm. turning it into a business, are you uh, creating a collection of work to approach a gallery? And I give tips on all these different things of helping artists grow and move Mm -hmm. them along their journey. 
Well, that sounds wonderful. And honestly, there are so many memberships out there that kind of feel overwhelming. And this sounds so refreshing because it's really focused on inspiration and kind of that play and, and in creativity and curiosity. So I really, really love that. So where can people find um, or join the membership? Is it on your website? The Painterly Way membership is on my website, which is uh, www.carolfineart.com. And join my email list uh, because then you will get all this information of different things like my membership and other courses that are being promoted at a, a specific time. But yeah, absolutely. Go to my website and you can definitely join the membership through the website. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carol. And good luck with everything this holiday season. Oh, and thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the Handmade CEO Podcast. Check out the show notes to get a closer look at our guest today and our special offers. Most importantly, check out and join our membership for makers, Happening Hands, where we feature courses, workshops, monthly coaching, and more for makers and creative business owners who are ready to bring their businesses to the next level. You can do this by going to www.happeninghands.com. See you next time. And until then, don't forget that no dream is too big to turn into your dream job.